we're back hello everybody and again sending everyone loads of love it's been a while since lads talk health have been on i went for my beautiful mate Hazza to tune in we're joined by a third party this evening by the way this thing right here there's harry thomas hello harry thomas right let's get him included bosh 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 Popping up any second. There you go. Oh, I need to come back a bit. Hello. You're right, mate. <laughs> good, mate. You? Yeah, good. Thank you. Your eyes are blue yeah. today. Yeah, do you know what my wife said? That, do you know what I think is because I'm getting a little bit of colour. <laughs> I think I think things are standing out a bit more. So yeah, my wife said the same thing actually. In fact, blue eyes is the only thing my beautiful children got for me. <laughs> Everything else come from the missus. So yeah, that's, that's all I gave her. What's happening? Just not too much. Hi. Oh, let's wave at some people. Hi, Shenandez and Jemabs. Hello, hello. Nice to see people joining. So, how you been? Yeah, good. Challenging. It's um, well, the weather's challenging right now as well. It's a tropical storm today. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, just being tested on on a few different occasions and loads of different things. So, a test, as we say. So, just working my way through it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, not as testing because I I know you know, part of what, what's, what you've had going on. So, but, um, actually just soul testing. There's, it is so much going on currently in regards to, uh, still finding, finding my feet in what we're doing. Um, uh, and again, even the brief conversation that we had about that young girl, um, prior to this, uh, that really not knocked me off my kilter. But it's so humbling, you know, when you see you, you, you're working with kids and, and they come out with truths. Like I said to mum and dad, like all the books I've read and all the stuff, the courses I've been on, the stuff this girl comes out with, you just think, wow, where's it come from? So interesting. Um, my test has been, uh, am I serving her right? Ego, doubting. Ego, am I serving? Hi, Davey. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's been, yeah, testing. Testing in a nice way, like you said, because every test is a lesson. But, but, but rewarding too, because you always oh, pass it every, every time you come off the course. Every time, every time, just like you, mate. Every time is you always. You obviously, I know you watch yourself back as well. When when I watch back, and um, I've, I've got, I've tried to get into the habit now of watching back once, but then listening back with my eyes closed, or so, or when I'm going to sleep. So because when you watch back. I pick up so much stuff in my face of reactions and uh and I think, well why did why did I slightly flinch there? What was it that do you know what I mean? It's really interesting because it is it's, it's coaching yourself to an extent, which is for me, after uh, being coached by you, when I when I went into that course, I remember I said to you, I just need to know a bit more about me first here. Fatma in the house. What what Fatma, I love you. Hello, Red Kel. So, yeah, it's been lovely. Um, but why did I say that about the being caught? Oh, yeah, it, it, that's the thing. And this is why when anyone says, oh, why do I need coaching? We all need coaching. I'm a coach. I'm a freaking good coach. I still need coaching like, regularly because it is coaching is different from 
it's not therapy. I always say that to people. It's not therapy. People got this stereotypical view. Of th- people got this stereotypical view of coaching as well, but more so therapy. Coaching ain't therapy. Coaching is is fluid. It's like Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." <laughs> coaching people tend to think that you need to have yeah. a problem to have a coach, and it's far from that at all. It's almost like it, even if you haven't got problems, you need a coach. I always say Mate, that. Every- yeah, every single sports team, every sports player, every person that is successful will have someone guiding them in some way or another. You have a coach. You have a, you have, if you're a director of a company, you have your contractors, you have your advisors to help you, to keep you accountable. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. but the, that benefit of just going, like we coach each other. Like it's All the time. <laughs> All the time. And it makes my day. It's like sharing stuff with you. And it's actually, I want to go back to what you just said. People, you know, people assume you need to be in a bad place to be coached. The best things that are happening in my life currently, I've shared with you in coaching sessions, being coached, sharing the joy and hearing back from you, the coaching on the joy. Since coaching ain't all about the sadness and it's far from it. Coaching's about you now. Is what you got going on right now, good or bad? What is good or bad? You always find that common denominator between the two for you to learn from anyway, you know? So, yeah, coaching, coaching's amazing. Uh, funny enough, just quickly, you said about the... Um, why do I think about sports? Something to this. Oh, you said about the sports coach. So, Miguel, the guy that... Um, hi, Sarah. The, the guy that... Um, going to be coaching and hopefully we're doing that workshop with for his, for his company uh, out here in Spain he I don't know if I told you I told you he was like a towards professional level tennis player so I shared this with you already no okay so he was like um, very good at tennis um, to the point where he used to be in tall like played at a very high level anyway one of the things he said that he wanted to because he, he wants as you know to be to do our meditation workshop. Oh, yeah, shout out to everyone. We have got, and I don't care, I'm <laughs> plugging this. Our meditation workshop is the dog's dangling. It's amazing. Why? We've tested it on ourselves. We do it every single day anyway. <laughs> and it's what I said to you earlier, has the amount of money jointly we've invested in different courses and all the hours that we've put in which I'm proud of, really, really proud of, of all the hours we put in for all the topics that, funny enough, we said we're going to make a video on. <laughs> to bring that into that workshop at the press that we've done and everything else, because, again, I said to my wife, and I shared it with you, when I sent it across to Miguel, and I'll come back to the meditation thing after, um, when I sent it across to him, my ego went, oh, is that a bit much? And like I started doubting myself, and oh, he's not emailed me back, and and then like my like my soul came through, like you donut, you uh, do you know how much you put in to that course? Do you know how much you put into that course every single day, using it for yourself anyway to better yourself. So anyway, with Miguel, so one of the things he wanted to learn uh, about, like you said about sports coaching, he said I want to learn how to meditate right after I finish a game whether I win or lose to deal with that situation I thought that's amazing mm-hmm. that's amazing and you're in the right place so uh, yeah one of the meditations that we're designing is, is around that as well how to deal with success not just failures people how do you deal with success how do you get your so you're feeling joyful and you're feeling great 
is it 10 out of 10? Can you get a little bit more off of it? Well, let's have a chat. Imagine if we can take that joy and that greatness and that feeling to a next level of experience for you to develop yourself. Um, which, also, in a way... Go on, go on, mate. Sorry, I was just going to say, on top of that as well, it's still a thought because it's already gone. Just to remember that feeling. Like, literally embrace it and actually get used to being able to go back to that feeling anytime you want to. And as soon as you're back on the tennis field again, boom. <laughs> yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. in flow. In flow, mate. That's the, and that is the truth. That is the truth. But talking of um, what you just said about, you know, uh, self-development side of things, uh, not exactly what you said, but it made me think about the subject of tonight, which you raised, especially after the England game yesterday. Um, yeah, so... What's tonight's, what are we talking about? So tonight, this is, I guess, personally, I think James can also share on this. Is, I guess it has been a part of our lives as well. I've had a lot of people reach out to me over the years, especially the last two or three. It's that point where you've, you've, you've literally on your last warning or your partner's literally giving you no more chances. You've had three or four extra chances than you should have been having already is when you've messed up and when you've got to a point where you can't keep going. And let me give an example for me. I got really bad uh, situation, found myself in a cell in Tenerife from a drunken night out on a stag. And at that point I couldn't, like, I had to make some changes, but like whatever I was doing for the last however many years wasn't serving me. I wasn't happy. I got myself in trouble. I did things that I regretted. I don't remember a lot of my nights. And it was at a point where I've got to change. And the amount of people that do have this, they've reached out and like, I'm on my last morning. Like, I'm going to get kicked out uh, from uh, my family if I don't uh, sort my act out. Or I've just gambled my whole savings away on horses that I didn't know nothing about. Like, there's always something. So I, I wanted to kind of bring it up because especially over the football period and especially with the year that we've had, like drink and letting ourselves get, forget and escape also leads us into another problem is we're not in control anymore. And with that comes suffering, with that comes like uh, arguments, with that comes a lack of self-love. So it, I, I really wanted to touch on it, especially after England going out yesterday and, and especially after seeing the devastation of what our fans do. Like, it's embarrassing at times to even call yourself English from, from the behaviours, but I think that's because a lot of us are in a bad place and a lot of us go to drink. And then when we go into these states, we're, we're not ourselves. We're, mm. we're our half selves. Yeah, mate. And I, I mean, I can relate from personal experience. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, I'm proud to say, because I learned the lesson from it, that... I had that ultimatum given to me by my wife when I had the business out in Greece. Uh, I was in Greece, I'd opened up the business, everything was going well, ego through the roof, and uh, just going out drinking. Because that was the cult. It wasn't my culture, but I allowed it to be the culture because of the people that was working for me, which, again, terrible. I'm the boss. Um, and we're going out. And like you said, I unfortunately am one of the people fall into the category of the type of person that won't remember. And there'll be whole periods of the night. And you know when you wake up the next morning and it's instant and it's your soul. Your soul wakes up the next morning. Your ego still, uh, 
at your soul wakes up with that rotten feeling of yeah, what happened up yeah what have I done and it is shameful so my wife is from obviously you know guys she's Iranian so from her culture they don't do that they just don't they just don't do that so to then have this plank English donut getting pissed and and mate you know one time this is I've, I've never shared this well other than the nearest and dearest oh god this is embarrassing one time I um her mum was standing over her mum is the sweetest most respectful woman in the world and I don't remember doing this but one time I was out of my face drunk like just again just completely blottoed not being myself not being my true self because none of what I did aligned at all with the inner soul James the you know the the pure soul which we all have and we all are and I started, she's, obviously I've come in, drunk, woke everybody up. Um, my missus had a guy at me, and obviously her mum, her mum was probably defending me as well, which makes it even worse, and I mocked the the language. And to this day of, you know, like, the shame that that brought on me, but the lesson I've learned from things like that. So just to cover, before anyone starts thinking, oh, you know, which, again, it will be your ego as well, people. Who are you to talk about this as if you're a boat or, you know, I bet you do. But yeah, we've had that problem. <laughs> we definitely have had those problems where you wake up. How you woke up in a prison cell more than once, I think, didn't you? Yeah. That happens to me once as well. Um, and it's not funny. I'm laughing, but it is not funny. It's definitely not funny. And it's interesting because, sorry, I don't want to hold this at all. I was just thinking about yesterday. But I said this to you when I was watching, because what the beauty is now is, is I've completely changed in that respect. Completely changed. I'm really proud of myself. And so when I went out to watch the football last night, not drinking, and I witnessed what I was by looking at the people around me, the fans around me. And, and it's not a judgment. I, I, if anything, my soul was crying for them because you realise, first and foremost, they start drinking. Why do you drink? Because you, you know when you carry on drinking, you're going to end up getting to a place where you're drunk. It's a given. It's going to happen. What does that mean? It means that when you're drunk, you've got away. You've chosen to get away from your reality. So something within your life, within your existence, when you break it down, you can say, oh, it's just sometimes we do it. Why? Why do you take it to a level where you know you're going to regret it the next day. What I witnessed last night was, it was, it was just, I can't even put like, what the word is on it. Like it is, people just completely lose themselves and they choose to. Because like I said, you know what you're doing. You definitely know what you're doing. And you're going into the toilets, you're sniffing a line of gear as well. I was there years back, didn't do it much, but I did it, you know. And again, you know, you know for that, few hours of a high you're gonna wake up like shit in the morning regretting what you've done sometimes regretting who you brought home and it's nothing against that person but you could have put yourself into a position where you're cheating on the missus or the bloke whatever like all of these devastating things that you know can happen when you go out to drink and yeah what i witnessed last night was yeah it was an eye-opener has because i have my best mate talking about issues and my son's godfather um gambling issues that is drink is gambling it's all these things we choose to do when we know 
the outcome is negative and is going to be detrimental to us. And that, I mean, it's ruined his life. It's ruined his life. So it's, yeah, it's a shame we choose to do these things. And the, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up, because we all have these, can I say they're problems? We all have these things that we do. And the problem is, is that the people that we do it with, they're our best mates. But we don't tell them all the problems and the hurt and the suffering that really causes us to. It's like, oh, the missus is going mad at me. That's one of them. But no, it's like you're losing your money. You're, you're messing up at work. Your mm. wife is literally going to walk away and take the kids from you. Like you've spent all of your savings on there. There's a lot deeper things that we don't talk about. And we're embarrassed. We're ashamed to talk about it. Mm. And, when we, and when we don't, and I've been, I've been there on, on, on quite a few of the things that I just mentioned there. When you don't, that eats away at you. And you leave it, you park it, you just try to forget about it. But what happens is, because you don't want to deal with it, you go and drink more, because you, then you disappear. But it's when you return again, and you've bring, brought in some more problems. My problem was the identity it used to bring with you. Oh, there he is again, the, the idiot, doing handstands in the middle of the club, or like, embarrassingly. But there's a point where that has to change. You can't keep living like that. No matter how much of a lad you are to say, oh, yeah, it's banter and stuff, it catches up with you. Mm. It's not just that. It's the health. You're stressing on a level that you're mostly not even aware of. But inside, that's not doing any favours to you at all. Mm. And with the coaching, ever since we've got into this world, it is about talking, sharing your story and and being met with non-judgment. That's where you can get help. But a lot of people don't even know that there is a problem there. A lot of people don't know that there is anyone to speak to. Or even worse, a lot of people don't know that there's anyone else that that happens to. It's just them. Mm. And what I love about this platform is giving people a chance just to listen to stories. And and the people that we will bring on as well will be able to share the things they've gone through. And just to Mm. retouch on what James said, we're not experts. We're not saying this is, we've got to stop drinking. All we're telling is our story. And I'm, mm. I'm going to tell you my story in terms of how much it hurt me. But it was more than what it was me. It was the people around me, the ones closest to me that I was letting mm. down. And I think that feeling of letting out someone else down, that's the thing that really, that's the thing that I think about still. And that, that hurts. It's like, how did I get to that stage? Mm. Yeah, it's awful, mate. It is. I've, I mean, I let my kids down. It's the worst. And yeah, I'm Mr. Stay present, stay in now. I don't think about but. Sometimes it comes up, and um, and initially it is it is it's just the feeling of oh, why why, and it's interesting something you just said because I I agree with 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 most of it. The only part it's not even a disagreement, but I would I would suggest when you say that a lot of the time people don't even know there's something wrong. That's the ego. They always know you well from experience. I probably would have been seen who was someone who was quite sociable, good with people. Um, and I'm not saying this to be a, a dick at all. This is what my ego built around. Because this was, as much as I do love people, I love serving people now, but before it was more wanting to be in with the in crowd and all that sort of stuff. On paper, like obviously with the job and everything, I was doing well. But for me, there was always something I knew was wrong. But... I knew it as a knowing, but you don't let it up. Well, your ego, don't let it come up. So, yeah, 100% agree with you. I like, you know, they get to a stage where they might not know who to talk to, but they definitely, definitely, you have a knowing inside you. And I think now more than ever, because it's interesting, because, I mean, I'm 40. How old are you again, Has? 34? 
Four? 33. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> 33. <laughs> but point being, we're of a similarish generation, and I'm experiencing it. A lot of our generation, I look at my mates who I love to death, but they've not progressed. And I'm not talking from a progression that there's some gauge for them to progress in life and get a house and get on. They haven't self-admittedly progressed as a soul from where they was when they first started doing that shit in the first place. Because when you are a kid and when you're young, the first thing you want to do as soon as you can is get a beer or get a, do you know what I mean? It's just because you see the 18 year olds do it. And, and, but unfortunately, uh, especially when you get the introduction of things like Charlie, cocaine, for those who don't know what Charlie is, um, and ecstasy, uh, uh, that these things, I'm going to share an insight with you. So obviously, you know the, this is interesting actually. So you know obviously what, uh, which I've shared before about being abused as a child, right? The only time, and it's, have I told you this before? The, I, hadn't told, I didn't tell anyone until my dad, didn't tell no one. There was two people I told throughout my life, randomly, both times, charlied out my nut, mm -hmm. coked out my nut. So again, I'm just trying to work out why that would have, in my interpretation of this insight is, is that I got to a place where, because you know what it's like, I mean, you, you tried Charlie, didn't you? Yeah, I thought I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, yeah. Too many times. It's too many late. times, right. So, you know when it gets to that elated high, but then all of a sudden you're almost detached. Do you know what I mean? It is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's amazing. And it, but then other times, like in the two times in my life, like I said, I shared the story, what had happened to me, was where you experience, you know, you experienced the other side of it where it was just overflowing. And I'm, I'm thinking at that point, maybe my soul was like, right, fuck ya, I'm coming through and you need to get this out. Because that, my point is, that, that thing that happened to me as a child definitely was a knowing that something was wrong with me, which I used to drink, I used to smoke, I used to do cocaine, all of them things to feel better about my egotistical self and just not let my actual real me come through and deal with what it is I need to deal with. And I'm seeing that in my, in my, in my generation of people. And I'm not saying everyone's been through what I went through as a child. Some people have is unfortunately is more, since I've come out and started talking about it as well, it's, I realize even within my inner circles, real inner circles has a, just how many people have experienced these things to an extent, but not spoken about it. And then they've had a conversation with me and I've just been really, I mean, someone said to me the other day, oh, it's, you know, it might be a bit much to keep talking about. I said, that's your fucking ego. What do you mean? I said, do, do you understand the reality of what that situation is? And it's not, it's not me. Think of the situation, you know, this is happening. And we're gonna, I don't want to digress into our child trafficking stuff, but you know, this shit's happening all over the world. So, and it's funny just how cognitive dissonance for that person was, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, don't, because their brain is wired that if it, if it goes away from my fluffy world where I'm, I'm hiding in all the fluff, I can't deal with it. So I go into a state of cognitive dissonance. And that for me actually is what drinking and drugs that's just comes, that's my interpretation of what I did. I would purposely put myself into a state where I knew I couldn't handle talking about anything meaningful. And I talk a load of shit and I, you know, just go out and want to get with girls and all the rest of it. 
which is a state of cognitive dissonance because my, my true soul is saying, what are you fucking doing? You need to deal with so much stuff. You, we had a conversation the other day as well about, it hit me when someone said it, when, when you do cocaine, a lot of people say, I like the talking aspect. I like to be able to talk with my friends. What I believe is that it puts your ego, like drugs and alcohol, puts your ego, they're drunk. <laughs> the ego's drunk, so now the soul can come through. It's to be taught, just literally to tell your story. And you're not worried because you're so out of it. You don't really care about how you feel when you're doing it. You just say it. And that just goes to show how much we need to tell our story and how much to speak. And then to touch on what you said, sometimes we don't say it because we don't want the people we're speaking to to hear. We don't want them to go through the pain that we're going through or to worry, your parent, to worry your parents. Like some of the things I did, I'd be ashamed to tell my parents like because they blame themselves then for their parenting from mm. things that I've got myself into. So... This is why it's so important, I think, as well, to find communities, to find a platform, to find a coach, to be able to just go, wow. Because if you don't, it eats, it eats away at you. There's certain things when you brought up your subject, there's things you just forgot. You just bury it so much. But it's there because it just Fuck pops yeah, up again. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah and what so go, 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 keep going, mate. I was going to say, I, I love to narrow things down to energy as well. And just the cocaine thing, this is a great way that uh, I was explained it. Imagine from an energy standpoint, like we moan about cannabis and we moan about mushrooms and plants. Plant, imagine you pull it from the floor, it goes through a few people and then you have it. Cocaine, if you look at what comes from it, where it's made, it's smuggled, there's murders, there's... It's rape, there's trafficking, there's everything to get to someone else. It goes up people's bumholes. It goes everywhere around the world. That's energy. And then you're sticking this energy in your body and this horrible feeling that people get, especially on the come downs where you regret it, that's other mm. energy that you're taking through. Mm. And like that just was like, whoa, that was an eye-opener for me. But like we talk, we, we're, we're allowed to say our things, but at the same time, we're vibrating on this horrible feeling too. So... Yeah, this whole thing, like, it, it's really close to me because I didn't have people to talk to because I didn't want to share it. I just I stayed in my room. I, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was I thought of my parents and stuff that I didn't want them to, to deal with this sort of stuff. So I don't tell anyone. I do mm. think there is something about like being able to just get it out. Once you got it out, all of a sudden you observe it because it's over there. It's not inside you anymore. Bang on. You never, I've never heard you describe it like that before. That whole cocaine thing, that is frigging bang on. That is literally it. You are literally sniffing up so much crap and evil from an energetic standpoint. Because we all know how you make down the pub, you make Dave that you meet in the pub toilets. Where does it come? We all know it goes through a horrific journey, and we also all know. Hi, Jojo. We also know that we are sniffing a load of shite as well. <laughs> because it's jumped up and down on with all sorts of other crap. And we're taking our chance every single time. You're going, you're sticking old 10-pan Lizzie up your nostril and going, you do not know what you're sniffing. You have no freaking idea what you're actually putting up your nose. And if that, and that's truth, that is freaking, that's for everyone. No one can tell me, unless you're there, planting that cocaine plant and then putting it into powder. You can't tell me I'm wrong. You're fucking bullshitting yourself. You have no idea what you're putting up your nose. 
just again it's the process my god that was a perfect way to describe it mate you're literally you're using something and in my like i said i'll talk from experience i used it because i couldn't deal with bad energy in me that needed desperately to come out and and for me to observe and for me to get coached on it because no one's in no one's an expert in going through that you know you don't just become an expert just because you've gone through it you can become an expert in hiding it but so all that bad energy and then i'm sniffing Everyone else is bad and shut my nose to, to, to deal, to make me think, oh, I'm going to get away from it, mate. It's, it's scary. It really is. And every time, every line, for those of us out there that have done or those, unfortunately, that are still going to do, just think about that. That is literally, you are inhaling someone else's bad energy up your nose, more than likely because you aren't happy with just being you. Because if you was, why would you want to do cocaine in the first place? If you was happy with just your, okay, let's say most people do, okay, I'd say the majority of people do coke in a social environment, right? Would you say? Mm -hmm. Right? So, more, more are than you... people, because uh, no, I, I was oblivious to all drugs. When I was growing up, I was the most anti-drug person there was. Like my parents even said, if I got done for being in drugs, they would never visit me in prison. So that just stuck with me from like a young age. But when I come into, when I come into the city of London, I didn't realize how much it was. And, and again, guys, this whole talk is not about don't do cocaine. You're a really bad person if you do it. No, yeah. it's, the, it's the opposite. It's, it's, if you're doing it, it's fine, but it's to bring more awareness to it. But also, how many people regret the next day? How many people lay in bed going, well, have I done that again? Mm. How many people are spending a shitload of money on something that they forget their whole night on. And, and this is the whole thing about developing ourselves is that we can spend the same money or even half the amount just to make us feel better. And yet yeah. we choose to do cocaine to feel better. So it, it's kind of like we've got our roles reversed on this and it, it's, it's bringing awareness to it because we all know that we do something too much and we all know Sh I shouldn't keep doing this. But there's a point, we all hit a point in our lives where we're like, I need to make a change now. It could be a, a sudden shock, it could be a loved one just giving you a last warning, or it could be a health scare. It could be like, if you keep doing this, you are going to die. That's, that's where we don't want to get you to that position. We want you to have yeah. these thoughts, because also I want to show you from personal experience, my life and yours, James, has changed in such a way in a short amount of time, really, just because mm. I'm starting to make more conscious decisions around this and also speaking to other people that have gone through far much more than what we have. Like, mm, definitely. One, of my, one of my client's stories is that he got, he, he's now a coach at the AA meetings and he says people come up and they tell their story and then he'll just say just a tiny bit of his and they're all, their mouths are just, it's like, what am I complaining about when you see what other people go through? So mm. again, just to reinforce, it's not us kind of, diminishing it because it's about it is about and sometimes you don't see your mates all year and they all do it and you get just caught into it but again it's it's trying to be more present around it and and also if you want to make some positive changes in your life that only starts with you that's it like you you can listen to everyone else but it's still you that says yes or no so really you're putting suffering on yourself if you choose not to when you want to make a change and again, that's where help comes in. That's where coaching comes in. That's where talking to other people come in. Beautiful. And to support what you just said and to go back to the social point I was going to make. So 
Hazard, you just said something brutal. Like I said, it, this isn't a place of judgment, right, at all. Our position is not judging. It's how incredible you are as a human, first and foremost. Every one of us can, can say that about ourselves. We are incredibly unique and at a soulful core value level, we're kind, we're loving, we enjoy being joyful, sharing. So that's, 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 where, that's our starting point with this whole subject. We're all on that level. Now, putting us back in, like I said, most people do it in a social environment. Now, you've got to ask yourself, pick your mirror up and look at yourself and tell your soul, actually, I don't think you're good enough to just perform as you are whilst around friends. You see what your soul says back at you. If you really drill into your soul, not your ego, ah, it's all right, we just didn't have anything. Talk to your soul. Why is it that I choose to go to a toilet, stick a, a bit of paper up my nose, sniff a bit of powder, which I have no idea where the true origins have come from. So there's always a risk involved because these are all truths. Okay. And then go out and then be a so-called better version of my egotistical self. Because let's face it, fact, most of the time you don't do Charlie. And in order that most of the time, you're perfect just as you are just being you you're not thinking about doing charlie and once it gets to that stage of addiction which it can do for, and does do for a lot of people just know it's your ego which should make that even more petty for you to realize what am i doing it's your ego that gets addicted not your soul there's not one person out there that is addicted to cocaine that would say yeah my inner child my inner being that inner love of me, which I know I have, that's addicted to cocaine. Absolutely no chance. It's your ego. It's a, full, a false self that most of us get pre-built into. It's indoctrinated with a lot of the stuff we hear along the way in life. It's your false self that is telling you that, oh, I need to go and do that. I need to go and do that. And every single time, if you drill down on it, is you're making a decision to run away for, from something, which, as you said, has like, if you just sat down with a mate, and instead of saying, should we go halves on the half, said, look, mate, I really need to tell you something because I need your help with something. Try that and see where the convert. And if that friend shuts you down, you have won massively regardless in yourself because to take that first step is fucking hard. And from experience, I know that as well. It's hard to turn around and realize your vulnerabilities are actually your major strength. So as soon as that friend shuts you down, if they do, don't even judge your friend. It's not about judging anyone. But just know in your now, at that point, you're in control of everything. That next step that you take from that point, that next decision is either, oh, fuck it, I fold. Let's go half and a half. Or maybe to make a point to yourself, not to your friend, to yourself, to carry on that win. No, I'm definitely not going to do it tonight, so I'll probably go home. You see Flower how you feel in the morning. Sorry, go on. Flower Face, we'll, we'll quickly answer that question. We're just going to continue on the soul as well. This I was is, going to ask about how do you open up discussion with friends. Sorry, do you want to take lead on that? Go on, mate. Yeah, let me just talk on the soul quickly. So this is, again, where soul suffers, because how many times have you gone out, and especially if you've done alcohol or, or you say, oh, I'm going to have, I'm just going to have a few drinks, or I'm not going to drink at all tonight, or you go out at night, your mates, oh, I'm going to finish at 12 o'clock and then I'm going to go home. 
when you make that commitment, you've made that commitment to your soul. So let's just say, and this is where suffering comes in. You say, I'm not drinking tonight. Well, I might come. I might not have a few. Then you do drink. So your soul suffers in the morning, but your body's suffering too. You've got a hangover. You wake up. If you went out and said, I'm having five drinks tonight. I'm going to be home at 12. And you do that. You just wake up with a hangover. You don't wake up with that horrible regret because you're honest with yourself. And it's the same thing, like when you set these rules, be honest with yourself. If you know you're going out with your mates and it's going to be a mad one, don't put pressure on yourself and say, oh, I'm, going home. I'm going home at 12. I'm definitely going to be home at 12. You tell your missus, that's where we get in trouble. Because deep down, you know it's not going to happen. And that's the thing that, like, be honest with your soul because your suffering don't uh, hurt as much. You, just your body does, but you can put up with it because that's what you, you've stuck to your own game plan. And then uh, Flowerface, thank you for the question. So she wrote, I was going to ask about how do you open up the discussion with friends? Friends is difficult because also they're in a place of suffering too. They're also sharing this. So sometimes when we're on cocaine, we do just talk absolute nonsense. And within that, there's some substance. Or she, we kind of just brush under the carpet or we wait until we get on next time. Sometimes it's really important. Oh, you hope to... people forgot about what <laughs> oh, you said. they forgot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> or in worst case you don't remember what you said and people bring that up mm. to you mm. for, for, for me now it's like my mates are my mates and they're laddie lads and when I stopped drinking and that whole world changed and I couldn't tell them man up grow up you're so boring like that's what you get met with but it was that choice of like I don't want to go through the stuff that I, I've been through so many times before so it's then seeking people that don't know you. And then all of a sudden you start meeting these new people in your life that are very similar journeys to you. Your friends will always be your friends. And that's okay too. And also they're, they're entitled to do whatever they want also. But what happens is, is after a while, your actions will start getting, being used to other people. That's who you become. To start with, they don't like that change. And I find it really difficult to open up to friends because what you're first of all get is people don't actually listen. You mm -hmm. think they're listening, but they interrupt you or they say, no, no, just do this or don't do that. Or that's because that's their agenda. Deep down, there might be something really, really bad in there. But the key, the key bit is to be able to get out somewhere. So I think that starts with journaling. If we're not ready to talk to people, just write it on the paper. Like what is bugging you? What is holding you back? What are you regretting? What do you want to stop doing? Write that down. Then I'd go to listen to other people's stories because within that, you just hear some gems of some of the things that Wayne Dyer said that we've listened to. It's just like, yeah, oh, my God. So, so, yeah. so simple. And then get to a point where, okay, well, I'm going to tell someone. I might be wrong. There are friends out there that do listen. You have got that, that friend that you can always go to. But well, let I, me I give, think... hey, let me jump in at this point and give another take on that before because you've you've dealt with the how you 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 know how would you ask open up the discussion with friends let me give you my take flower face if you don't mind as well Heather. and again thank you very much yes. for the question because i want to say this just know the fact that you've even asked that question means at some point right or wrong please let me know either way that you felt at some point that you want to broach a meaningful subject with your friends like for whatever reason, let's not do Coke tonight or Charlie tonight, whatever it is, whatever that, I know what you mean. It is. And when you know you get that, it gets, this is interesting, Harry, because remember I said to you the other day about um, before some sessions, I get that nervous feeling. 
and I was trying to interpret it. I'm saying because it's not a negative, nervous. This is my uh, my context. Is I can see my friend destroying himself. Right, perfect. Right, so I'll make it relevant to that. This is my interpretation, by the way, flower face and Hazard. Oh, uh, by all means, pick it. Do what you do with it afterwards as well. Yeah, but in that scenario, so straight away, first and foremost, you're coming from a place of care. First and foremost, you know, and it's a knowing that you care about this person enough to know you're going to have to have a very meaningful conversation with this person and you're going to, your ego is going to go, well, how do I broach the subject? Your ego is going to make you nervous. It's going to make you, oh, maybe next time, maybe not, now's not the right time. All of that stuff is going to ha happen. All of that is the egotistical stuff. Why? Because quite simply, you know the answer to that question is, as soon as you say the words that you know you need to say to this person, as soon as they leave your lips, you'll feel empowered in knowing that first and foremost, your soul will go, Fuck yes, I've done it. Because it's that, you get over that short breath. You might be a little bit pitchy when you're saying it. You might stammer a bit. That's what we get. We get nervous whenever, unfortunately, this is what the ego does to us. Whenever we know our soul is going to come out with something meaningful, which we, might, we know as well is going to speak directly to the soul of that other person, regardless of how much noise they've got going on upstairs for this particular person that's needing in his egotistical mind to destroy himself. Because he knows, as you know, that he's, he knows what he's doing or she knows. So it wasn't him, was it? It's himself. So what he's doing to himself. But my point is, is how you broach it is you broach it with the power that you have by caring about it in the first place. Because you know yourself as soon as you start that conversation, and again, like I said before, even if he shuts it down then, you've got to do it again. You, but the second time's easier. Why? Because you've broke, you've done it. You've, you've pushed that out. That energy that you've got inside of you, like Harry was saying, that, that's being held up, and it's all care, it's all, and that nervous energy, Harry, back to what I was going to say to you, I've realised, for me, my interpretation of that nervy feeling now, when I know I'm going to do something nice, I'm doing something selfless, but I'm nervous about the situation because of the other persons, especially, you know, with, with the young girl that uh, we work with at the moment. Um, I realise now, it's like, a, for me, I've, it, I've changed the way I'm thinking, Wayne Dyer, if you want things to change, and you change the way you look at things. I now look at that energy and flower face, I'd suggest maybe the same too, because I'm sure if you're not saying it at certain points, you've got the feeling in your stomach, you know that you want to say it, now's the time, and for whatever reason you don't. Change the way you look at that energy at, there's your little energy boost. It's coming. It's coming. Enjoy it. Because once that comes and you let that out, listen, I really need to talk to you because I care about you and I can see what you're doing to yourself currently. It's damaging your soul. Fuck me. You will feel incredible first and foremost. No matter the response. Ah, oh, it's none of your business. You're always poking your nose in. Blah, blah, blah. What do you know? Not your egotistical, like, oh, why is he saying that to me? What do you know about that response that he's giving? That's his egotistical self-defense mechanism, if that is what his response is. But most importantly, you've put it out there. He's heard it. I, he'll stop talking, Chuck. For how long? For how long? And is it for him? Think from his perspective. You know this person. You know this person. You know this person's soul. You know what they're all about. You know by you pushing that out there, whatever response you get, is not for you to deal with. It's for him to deal with. 
And that's the beauty of it. You've given him what he needs, a mirror. He needs to look at himself. Why is he doing what he's doing? So he's not looking at himself. That's why he's doing it. That's why we all done it. That's why I did it. I couldn't handle it. So I'd have to... Some dirty bum old cocaine on my nose sometimes. Like where, so it, it makes no sense. You're giving him sense. And most importantly, in my opinion, you're giving him a mirror. And he'll, he, he'll, he can keep flashing away and looking away from it. But once you put that mirror there and he's heard what he knows, that's flower face, whatever your name is. I know she cares about me. I know she loves me. His soul is going to get all of that from you just broaching that subject. All of it. Then however he deals with it is on him, not on you. But then you will at some point, if it's not dealt with on the first time, you'll go back and you'll do it again and it'll be easier. And it'll be easier every single time because you've taken that first step. And what's that Tao saying, has he? The, the every thousand mile journey starts with one small step. But what you're doing for that person by approaching it is, is giving them such a huge first step for them to at least take a look at themselves. Sorry, as I went off there. Yeah, mate, that's good. Uh, I think just to touch on that as well is that the way that we approach it has to come from a place of your feelings, not what you think, and not telling them what they're doing. You're doing this, or I don't think this is right, or I don't, because that's where their defense comes up. The best way to approach it is through questions, and usually asking someone, what is it that you really want? Like, what, what do you want? Like, if you can change anything, and try to get them to answer. Because the answers will always come from them and, and also know that their reaction is ego, which, is, which means you try not to get involved with that ego reaction because all of a sudden that guilt will then be thrown back at you because their <laughs> ego's doing it. You know, that you're coming from a place of love. You're doing this with the best of intentions and you've thought about it, obviously, because this question's uh, come up today. But to know that when you do do this, it will leave a mark on them somewhere. And if, you, if they do go off in this tangent, make sure that you just confirm, I'm here for you. Regard, and you can even start it, set the tone. Regardless of what happens, I love you. I, will, I just want the best for you. And I've been meaning to ask these questions for a while, but this is it. So you've already set the, the precedent there. Like James said, their reaction is their reaction, but you've done what you needed to. Because that's eating away at you otherwise. And sometimes, it, again, it might be a point, listen to this video. Or listen to these listen to these guys on Let's Talk Health. They talk about this. <laughs> we we work with a lot of clients on, on around these topics, and again, it's, it's first-hand experience as well. Yeah, but I think uh, I think there's a, a book, uh, Nancy Klein, uh, Time to Think, and she talks about five questions that you ask every single person, and it unlocks all of their. Uh, their self, like they answer the questions. And a lot of it is limiting beliefs. A lot of it's hidden stories and past memories. A lot of it's identity that we think that we own still, but it's not us anymore, but we still live this character. And it's a, it's a really powerful uh, book just in terms of how we can ask questions to people. And that, again, be there and listen. Sometimes just let them talk. Don't interrupt them, don't try to correct them. Listen like a stone with his. <laughs> mm. Yeah, bang on, mate. And yeah, we touched on there about the you know, where you start from, always bang on about that, a foundation. You can give even someone in the rockiest of situations that you know you got a brooch, you can introduce such a solid foundation just by being present in yourself and knowing what you're about to say is for all the right reasons. Everything that's coming out is all for the right reasons. So what you've done is straight away, 
the platform, like Harry said, you know, you're starting from a place of love and don't be scared to tell them, look, I love you. What I'm about to say next, you need to listen to and you really need to listen to. Start that off in any conversation, them, them sort of that sort of introduction in and that person who knows who you are and what you're about. And most importantly, they know that you care for them. Like I said, even if it's not at that point, they can face up to it at some point because just because you've put it out there from a place like you said, have it's just from it's a place of love. It comes from a place of love and care and every other nice and missing the jovial times that you used to have with this person. What you're doing is you're, you're bringing that person back into their presence by being present. Because every time they do drugs or we get drunk, like myself used to, like you, Harry, is to get away from being present. So by just starting off with that foundation of love and look that, you know, we'll be a little touch on the shoulder. I'm a hugger. I'd hug him. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> this is where we start. You know I love you. So what I'm about to say next, I mean, I'd be personally, I'm quite confident now in the truth to be able to say, listen, you're going to fucking listen now because what I'm about to fucking tell you, if you don't listen to it at this point, at some point you will hear what I'm saying and you'll know it's the truth. So let's try and get to the truth now. Let's hit you with this now. And I've got, that's my approach with how I work with my nearest and dearest. It's not saying that works with everyone. Other people might need an arm around their shoulder. But either way, my point is quite simple. The truth is the truth. You can't change the truth. It can't get bigger. It can't get smaller. It's just the truth. So as long as you're coming at this person from a place of truth, which is love, then you've done it already. Like I said, that's, that's how you broach it, by just bringing it up from a place of love. Or even, look, do you know what? This has been, I've been really nervous about bringing this up and talking to you about it. Like, be honest. Be completely honest. I have to tell you this because it's been bugging me and I, I've been embarrassed because I feel ashamed not being a good friend. However you want to do it, you could do it a, a million different ways. That truth can be your truth when you broach that subject with that person. But as long as it comes from your truth, then you're on to a winner. And you're planting the seed that even a couple of grams of sniffing some dirty bum Charlie that night, they'll remember because of the, the feeling you evoked in them when you broached that subject, they'll remember, even if it wasn't the words, they'll remember, oh, fuck me, what did James say to me last night? It will stick. It will stick. And like I said, from there, you've said it once, it all becomes, it just becomes easy every time because you pushed it out there. It's, again, it's like you said, it goes back to energy. Rather than letting it fester inside. Imagine that, because think about what you're doing, flower face. You love this person clearly. You care about them clearly. You understand they're destroying themselves. They've got this bad energy inside, whatever it is that's causing it, which is now causing you some sort of energy inside of you where it's holding to a point of, oh, how do I just, how do I, how do I tell someone? And I'm not being patronizing, but the truth is the truth. You just fucking tell them. You just tell them, you get it out, because then what you've done, you've cleared your, a portion of that negative energy that you've taken on. What sense does that make? Clear that out for yourself. By serving yourself, you're serving him. Mm -hmm. And just to touch on that one more, it's a great question. Um, Fatma mentioned about, it's about the mirror, and it's got to come from us too. You can't be giving this advice if you're going out every weekend and you're doing exactly the same, but you haven't got much of a problem. They're much worse than me. That doesn't go down well. And again, that was another reason it hit me 
I'm a PT, I'm a life coach, I'm do, but I'm still doing these things at the weekend. Like that, that that's not, you, you can't be, you can't be preaching one thing and, and living a life and then completely doing something else that doesn't meet your actions. So it's, it's also just note that if you're, if you're uh, going out with them every single night and you're doing exactly the same as them, but they're getting a, a bit maybe more drunk or a bit more wrecked, that advice might not be taken on as well uh, from them. This has been a good, good subject. This has been good. And the thing is, this I'm sure will resonate with, with women as much as men. Because I know a lot of the girls that was in my year, still calling girls, they're ladies now, in my year at school. Again, if I look around, you can still see the, that teenagers, teenage years are vital. You know, I'm just thinking about just how, how big of a part that plays and how, um, how it molds a lot of it. Because that, that, well, that's when I was introduced to drugs was in my teenage years. I think that's probably for most people, isn't it? And it's funny because you look was back. Was, was you late, yeah? Was yeah, you in your so, early 20s? I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, late 20s. I was so anti all that sort of stuff. And uh, I remember, I just, obviously, when I knew you from the gym, you was not, I mean, you had a drink. <laughs> you had a drink. But, um, yeah, I don't remember you doing any, any gear or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I look at even the girls. In my, and there's, there's some that have moved on, but there's some that, I think one in particular, actually, who watched my Facebook video recently and reached that. Um, yeah, the women, this is the same. For, is, I'd, I'd be interested to know, actually, ladies. I mean, is it the same for, for you? Because that, from the blokes, every, all my blokey conversations I've had around drink where I've been very honest about why I drunk and what it all stemmed from, nine out of ten people I've spoken to, it's always been a very similar story. It's been a case of, yeah... I've just not been happy with myself in that moment and I've needed to change myself into something that I thought other people wanted. And again, listen to the words. So you're thinking it's what other people want. You, there's no, what about me? Your soul's going, what about me in here? Like, I, I'm you. I'm you. Why are you worrying about anybody else when the only person you should be impressing, should be serving, should be looking good for is me? And that, that, a lot of people, from my experience, um, choose to drink because their egotistical mind tells them for whatever reason, they're lacking something. So by drinking, you lose that, that feeling of lacking something. Because if you, if, you if you was full, if you was full and happy with everything about yourself, why would you choose to knowingly put Poison, which is still alcohol, is one of the biggest causes of deaths around the world for what it does to the body. Why would you choose to put it in your system? It helped me play a character. Yeah, it's true. We we all go into the characters. Bang on, bang on. Yeah, that is a great way to describe it. Actually, is you do you choose? And I don't know about you, Flower Face or you, Hazard, but you take on multiple characters. Like for different friends, you act oh, with these. I'll do gear this way, and because they don't, really, but then when I'm with him over, like it's fucking nuts. You 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 create these egotistical characters that yeah that you you think it helped me. And it's funny even the wording. It helped me play, and you know it didn't help you whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. It helped your ego and my ego. And how is it? That's what. And that's how twisted our minds are. 
what it did, it destroyed you playing that character because it wasn't you. It was it was a complete act, a damaging act as well. Like I know there's definitely I'd be I'd be better off now if I hadn't have been through them periods for sure. You know, like what you do to your body, just from a from a physical uh, uh, anatomical standpoint. I don't think now, and I worry that I'm not performing. <laughs> Brilliant, Harry. Do me a favour. Do you work on those words? I don't, I don't drink, drink now, yeah. and I worry that I'm yeah. not performing. So I, I'm I'm so huge on my words. So don't tell me what you're not doing. Why don't you tell us what you are doing, and how much more empowering that is? Like I go out now. I remember my nights. I spend very little. Um, I'm on water. <laughs> <laughs> and Love that. Yeah. But that's the thing as well, is that sometimes the circles, they stay the same, but we change. And yeah, our character does change within it because maybe we're not as confident there. But at the same time, there'll be other elements in your life where you're, you'll be getting up at 7.30 at the weekend to go and enjoy that. That wasn't part of that life before. So that from every loss and everything that you're not performing on, there'd be something else that will boost. And for me, that was money in my pocket because uh, there wasn't a million receipts at the end of the night in there. <laughs> Do you know what I was just thinking, actually? I've just read, reading her message. Thanks for the comments, by the way, Flowerface. It always makes it more interesting. No offence, Hazard, but it's great when other people would pipe in, isn't it? Um, but I was just thinking, I don't drink now. And it just shows you, because Hazard got me into the words uh, a few years back now, I'd say, when you really start, right, look what you just said there. This is what you just said there. It's drive me fucking mental. Um, but how, you know, now I'm quite big on defining words and, and how words like coincidence gets robbed from us. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that again. But I don't drink now. Right, so drinking is one of the most vitally important <laughs> things as a human being we have to do on a daily basis to live. But because we get so head fucked with alcohol, all of a sudden... I don't drink anymore. When you go out now, I bet you do drink. I bet you drink lovely alcohol-free cocktails and lovely water and whatever it is that you're drinking. So I don't drink alcohol now. So I don't drink poison now. I'm struggling now in my circle. How I fit. This is a big one. This is a big one. I'm struggling now in my circle, how I fit in. My friend asked me if I've outgrown them. Oh, yes, I'm hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Hazard, you Flower, deal with that one because you've yeah. lived that. Yeah, Flowerface, go look at my... I posted today, actually, uh, just the experience of not drinking over the last three years. And it's a big one. And the, and the thing is, you are metal resistant. You, are, you do lose your close friends. I've had... <laughs> I get so many like comments and stuff now, and I'm not in some of the groups and stuff, but I've, I've, cho I've chose that. But again, at the same time, I've met so many other people along the way that I would call my friends. The thing is, you meet people in your life, but because they're not your friends from when you're older, you just say, oh, they're a nice person, but you don't stay in touch with them. My challenge now is when I meet these people that do light me up, even if it's on that one occasion, go and get their contact. Go and, go and if they really light you up, go and meet them up, go and uh, stay connected. Because all of a sudden it opens up the door for so many other opportunities. And James, you can speak the same with me. Mindful talent. What's that done for you in terms of... Like, Life-changing. Because yeah, it, what it's done, it took me from a situation where 
well, actually, it put me into a situation where I was on a course with at least 60 people, did not 70, know one. 70 plus on your course. 70 plus, 70 plus people, did not know one person from the, uh, before going on to that course. Absolutely not one person. I was at a stage in my life where, um, so very quick backstory, but I've been working with people with uh, cancer now for nearly eight years. Um, started off with my uncle. Anyway, long story short, by working with all these people that have been told in many cases that they were dying, I, I, to the detriment of my marriage, I nearly, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal, because all you, I was getting hit with was truths, because all these people um, from all over the world were in a position where they've been told they're dying. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because a lot of it, by the way, a lot of these people didn't die as well, which makes it even more incredible. But um, I've been told they're dying and their ego instantly did and i didn't know back then what was happening but i now understand by going on the journey myself is their ego dissipated so anything fake was instantly eradicated from their existence and all they cared about was soulful meaningful present things and all of their regrets from every single one of them was a regret of an egotistical judgment they'd made, whether it was stop talking to this person, why did I do that? that it was always something that was meaningless and they now, it just hit them in the face, fuck, why, why have I done? Anyway, point being, um, I, did, I, I didn't have the skill set back then and I'm still learning now, I'm not finished. I've always loved people, always loved serving people, being the personal trainer, Harry, that's what, you're coaching then. I mean, I, we exchanged stories with the, with the CEOs and that from when we was working in the, the one in, uh, obviously, to, uh, Tooley Street, and it right in central London. So we had all the Price Waterhouse Coopers, CEOs, all MP. So we're experiencing these, these, you know, these so-called on paper, everything. But they start disclosing, don't they? They just start talking to you, saying, "No, is that what you got going on?" Like, but um, anyway, I've enjoyed coaching people. But sorry, I'm jabbing about there. But point being, so I got to this course at a stage where I needed. I said I'd been coached by Harry at that point, by that time as well. And Harry saying, "James, you're coach." You need to do this. You've been coaching these people. But anyway, Harry had started working with me at this stage with these people with cancer as well for a few years. Um, and anyway, like I said to Haz, I said, listen, he kept, he kept going on about this course to the point where the fucking lockdown hit. I had a good job, <laughs> had good pay, had financial stability. And it was then he, uh, like, well, you played a massive role, but I made the decision in the lockdown when there was no jobs. To, and I'm, I'm the only breadwinner in the family. My wife, works way harder than me as a full-time mum. Uh, but point being, I went into it saying, right, I need to check myself for, before anybody else. I need to know what's going on with me before I can be sitting in front of other people. Now, so that's where I was at, 40 years old, um, feeling, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, my ego was, was, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going to go on in this course of 70 odd people? Like, and then, the zoo, the, the, the thing opens, the screen opens, and all of a sudden you've just got 70 faces, like all different beautiful faces from all parts of the world. And like what you get to bring it back to your point, I wanted to give the backstory is 70 souls that are just like you. You've never met them. You've never met one of them. You're looking at the different ages ranging from, our, from some of them I was old and some of them could have been my mum or dad. Even grandparents thinking some of them, like all different people from all walks of life, all, 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 all professions, like some being very affluent, some being very poor, but have managed to scrape together enough to do this incredible course. 
and instantly you get 70 plus friends because my deter my um definition quite simply now of a friend is someone that i can talk to about anything without any judgment whatsoever and without any pre-built egotistical emotional baggage that a friend needs to build for my my egotistical what i thought a friend was would build with me that uh, would would bring with them into that friendship all of a sudden you just hit this person that straight away is yeah i'm vulnerable i love people i like being kind I, all the stuff that does matter just straight away and you can talk about anything and it's interesting because i don't talk to a lot of the groups of friends i had when i was younger why because now and it's going to sound awful but it's the truth if things don't bring meaning to your life what is the point of including them in your life if they don't bring your life meaning because you can bring some can bring you meaning by helping them you know i'm not saying don't help people when you help and you there's still there's always you know you'll know the ones i'm talking about the ones when you realize what are they and for me that goes very close people as well when you start really looking around your circles look at the ones close your eyes for a minute and honestly tell yourself and try and count and name the ones that you know at any time of day or night any time of day or night you can call And then could you ask yourself could they do the same for you Precisely And I've got 70 plus people now that I could just WhatsApp at any time and not only that they're super excited <laughs> to start yeah, talking because <laughs> they know they can have a meaningful conversation about something because <laughs> I know we keep saying meaningful conversations but that's something has I I just say to you all the time is I've I've realized once we reconnected and we were just having these convos one after the other like I wasn't having them with anybody else no one else because I realized I don't talk to you just don't talk about things to people like you we just don't do it most of us most of the time because we're often so caught up or well, we're often so caught up about worrying things that all yeah we can't do nothing about or you know what I mean it is you're so unpresent I think that's my point is you just unpresent I love that We're gonna have to uh, call this as well because it's literally just yeah, about to an hour yeah. now. So Mate, yeah, that was on the phone. quality. Yeah, and, and guys, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for all the comments and stuff as well. Like James said, it really helps in terms of uh, the discussion, and it can go off in many different ways. Uh, me and James also made the commitment that this would be more consistent. Now uh, we've got a number of different episodes that we have done on this, and we love talking about all mm-hmm. the topics. But if anyone wants us to discuss something as well like again we can share first hand experiences we can share client examples love facial welcome welcome yeah has that and you know what uh, yeah you made honestly fair face to be honest you made the show for me today at the show called this is the first time I've recorded it, the chat <laughs> you made the chat because it's so important because again and this is why this is why we all need coaching is you don't really go to see a therapist to to know that the the therapist is appreciating your vulnerability because they're feeling vulnerable about things or not sure or 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 would love to have just your take on something 
most of the time you go in there to be told what by someone who's so so you know so called better than you or more intelligent. With what you've done for me today is you've piped in with perfect, meaningful points that has then made me think and even have insights about. And that for me is coaching for both people involved in coaching is you're sitting with someone who's going to be super excited to hear your take on things. Cause guess what? They don't think they're perfect far from it, but they're really, really genuine in wanting to hear your story and then share their experience where relevant to make you know that your story is meaningful. So nice one flower face. That was, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And Hazard, do you know what I'm going to do, which I've never, I'm plugging our workshop. Me and Hazard have built this meditation workshop. It's the first one we've built together, isn't it? That, as we've done this one. If anyone's interested in meditation or finding out how, how we, I'm going to say how to, how we interpret what meditation actually is. And it has changed my life. Changed my life. I do it every single day in many forms. It's not hum all the time. There's many different ways. You're, how about this? You're already meditating. You just don't know it. We can touch on that if you're interested in the course. So we've got a course. If you're interested, please reach out to either me or Hazard. Uh, it's a four-week course, but it's there's a lot of wonderful things you will do, you will do uh, throughout that course which the one guarantee is I'll give. If come the end of that course, you aren't fully in love with meditating, you can have your money back. <laughs> you can have your money back, 100%. So yeah, go on, mate. That's a knowing. And again, we'll, we'll touch on that on for another episode. It's, meditation is just a word that's been labeled. It's got so many mm. misrepresentations to it. But once you experience it and you can start getting from this stress state to this calm spot and... Instantly. Ah, oh, look at that. Yeah, instant. And that's a guarantee, people, because that's a big claim. But I'm telling you, it's possible. Any one of you can do it. And instantly. Really. It takes training. But it's like anything else in life that's worth anything. Like, I'm getting better as a parent every day by practicing being a parent every day. I'm getting better at meditating every day by fucking practicing every day. And trust me, meditating makes you a better parent. <laughs> All day long, without a shadow of a doubt. Hazza, loved it today. Good, good chat, mate. I'll catch you soon. <laughs> See you soon, yeah? Yeah.